the inky blackness of deep space. I travelled thousands of miles, past dozens of planetary systems, entirely unaware of their passing in my hypersleep capsule. Now we had arrived at our destination. Time to wake up. <gasps> Good morning, X06. Or perhaps it's afternoon. I'm speaking to you from the recent past. I've asked the computer to play this message to you when you come out of hypersleep. I'm to understand the cryogenic process can be fairly strenuous on the nerves, rather like a terribly bad hangover. That's why you'll never catch me on a high-speed, long-distance jaunt. Anyway, to business. Yes, get on with it. Our mole has been identified. That creepy little fellow, Jefferson. He's been passing secrets to Diablo, including the all-important video footage of the explosion of our London headquarters. I've recovered it and sent it, and the remains of X-10, to the world government, so the peace delegation can pick them over. I'm allowing myself a little confidence that we can now de-escalate things. We have pulled back from the brink of war. Here comes the bad news. Diablo has become aware that there is a human agent for our mysterious enemy operating here on Earth. I'm not having much luck tracking him down, so I need you back here on Terra Firma, X-06. Once you've completed your mission to J-7. So Godspeed and good luck. Get back here in one piece. I've plenty of other work for you. Commander Sinclair out. Charming. I suppose I'd better get out of here and stretch my legs. I'd also better check on my fellow passenger. Good morning, sleepyhead. Welcome to Planet J7. Ice world designated J7 hung silently in space below us. My fellow traveller, eyes alight with glee at being back in space, pointed at it through the monitor screen. There she blows! Doesn't look any different from when I was here last. The hyperseep process doesn't seem to have impacted you, General. When you've been put out as often as I have, you get used to it, son. Right. Dad. I have some files to review. Would you like to start the landing procedure? Yes, sirree! Thank you again for letting me tag along, Mr. Smith. I'm not sure I had any choice in the matter. Your privileged access to the Space Patrol program got us this deep space vessel after all. They've kept me earthbound for too long, even promoted me to general to stop me from getting back out here. How terribly cruel of them. Let's land and have a look around. Sure thing, mister. I left him and entered my quarters and locked the door behind me. General Gerard Mitchell had been only too pleased to tell me about his previous visit to J7, but despite his candor and high-level clearance, I wanted to check if his account matched the records from the time. Log entry 236A, 22nd of April 2052. Colonel Gerald Mitchell reporting. The ship repairs have been completed. And now we're circling planet J7 to build Remendum up for a slingshot back to Earth. The motion has made Dr. DuPont pretty sick. 
She's confined to quarters, doctor's orders. Meanwhile, I just have the robot for company up in the forward control room, and he sure is driving me nuts. Say we're veering off course slightly. Robot, can you make a slight adjustment? Robot, can you hear me? Define slight. Do you have to be so damn literal? Just about two degrees horizontal should do it. Correcting orbit. Gee, thanks. Wait, that's four degrees. No, six. You put us in a decaying orbit, robot. Please remain seated. What are you doing? You're going to bring us down onto the surface. I hear and obey. Well, do it then. Put us back on course. Proceeding with orders received. But you're not. Listen to me. Okay, if you won't listen, maybe I'll have to... If you attempt to remove me from the controls again, the next shock will be fatal. What's wrong with you? Have you gone nuts? Define nuts. The crazy machine forced us down on J7. I couldn't believe it. Once the landing legs touched down on the ice plate, suddenly the robot returned to normal again. Or normal by his standards. Robot, you will explain your actions. Yeah, I'd sure like to understand what's going on in that overcomplex little processor of yours. Define actions. You commandeered our ship, robot. Allow me. You went nuts and put us down on this forsaken planet. I was following orders. Not mine, you weren't. Well, he seems to be operating within established parameters now, Colonel. Yeah, I guess he does. Let's waste no more time and get off this rock. I wonder, Colonel, if you could allow me to investigate that metal structure to the east, uh, now that we're here. I saw that on the descent. Looks like a giant trash heap. I think it is, Colonel Mitchell. But as they say, one man's junk is another man's gold. Or another man's junk. Garbage is garbage. Oh, heck, why not? I'll need to take this robot's head apart and examine it for defects, so we've got time. Go look at it. You can take Dr. DuPont with you if she's filling up to it. Thank you, Colonel. Make sure you suit up. It looks pretty cold out there. Log entry 209C, 23rd April 2052. Executive Officer Xavier reporting. Dr. DuPont and I completed our survey of the ice planet J7. There is nothing of significance to report. There is no reason for the organics to ever... No reason for us to ever return to this planet. Colonel Mitchell has asked for me to account for, on record for the lack of radio updates from Dr. DuPont and I while on the survey. This was due to radio interference caused by the local weather conditions. Local weather conditions? That's a new one. But with that darn robot going haywire as well, I'm, I'm tempted to write off this whole trip as a nightmare and forget all about it. We depart for Earth as planned in the next two hours. Still, something bothers me. There's something odd about DuPont and Xavier. They've been acting fishy ever since they got back. Maybe something happened out there on J7. I'll get to the bottom of it. Signing off for the moment. Log entry 28B. Strike that last comment. 
No issues between Dupont and Xavier. I spoke with them and they answered, and everything became crystal clear. Must have been the space fatigue getting to me. One thing I do know for sure, there's no reason for any Say, what are you doing in there, Smithy? As I said, just reviewing some files. We're about to touch down. Thought you'd want to know. Thank you. I'll be with you shortly. Make sure your suit up. Looks pretty cold out there. I think you said that last time. Beg pardon? Don't worry about it. Say, what is that thing? Just some equipment. Looks like a long distance transmitter boy. It is. I'll need to send my report back to the news media on Earth. And you can't do that from here in the ship? I like to broadcast from the thick of things. Okay, son. It's your rodeo. You're not coming with me? Think I'll leave this to the youngest crewman. You came all this way, and you're not going to set foot on J7. You've seen one planet, you send them all. It's the forward momentum of spaceflight that I live for. Suit yourself. I'll just take this before I go. The ignition key? Don't you trust me, son? Whatever gives you that idea. Planet J7 was certainly nothing to write home about. A seemingly endless horizon of white snow, broken in places by the littered remains of discarded alien technology. After reaching a fair distance from the ship, I stopped and crouched behind a snowdrift for a moment. Just as I had suspected, General Mitchell came out from the ship, so much for wanting to stay on board. I gave him a little headway, then followed discreetly. He unwittingly led me through an increasingly hazardous pathway between larger and larger items of space junk, the burnt-out superstructures of ancient alien vessels, left there to rot many centuries ago. I convinced myself the planet was devoid of organic life, other than the General and myself, of course. So I stopped and planted the transmitter boy as firmly as I could into the ice at my feet. I crossed my fingers for good luck and activated it and it beamed a prearranged signal out into space. The procedure for planetary demolition had been drilled into me during training. I brushed the snow from my wrist and activated the countdown clock on my chronometer. 54 minutes started to count down. 53 minutes, 59 seconds. 53 minutes, 58 seconds. And then without warning, A robotic snake burst from the ground behind me, a glowing single eye zeroing in on me and turning an evil shade of red. It lunged towards me, spitting noxious gas, and I jumped back. The thing reared up, it must have been twice the height of a man, and came at me again. I drew my pistol and fired. Missed. So flexible and fast was this creation that it avoided the blast. It reared up again, like a cobra ready to strike, so I did the only thing possible. I ran. 
One of the sentries has discovered an intruder, Alpha One. Let me see this intruder. Put that image on screen. Patching the sentry point of view through. This organic is familiar to me. He's familiar to me as well, your greatness. I was not informed of your arrival. A thousand apologies, greatness. General Mitchell, you will explain the presence of this other organic. He's a reporter from Action 21 magazine. He came with me from Earth. It made sense to bring him along, your greatness. His access codes enabled us to slip out of Earth's solar system undetected. He's odd, but pretty harmless if you ask me. I do not need to ask you. This man is designated X-06. He is an agent for the British Security Service. How did he survive destruction at the hands of our acolyte? I can't explain it, Alpha One. The heavy snow restricted my ability to move quickly. I loosed off several bolts of gunfire, not bothering to aim, but hoping that the metal snake would stop gaining on me by being prompted by the barrage to halt and take cover. The practice was only marginally effective, and I became overly aware that the monster was zeroing in on me. I looped the loop around a large exposed girder sticking vertically from the ground, and the snake matched the movement, wrapping its long thin shape around the metal. I had created a steady target, and used it, and I blasted the serpent repeatedly until it slumped to the ice, lifeless. I stopped and caught my breath. The sentry unit has been destroyed. General Mitchell, you have brought this organic to our world. I... look, I had no idea this man was a spy. You've got to believe me. Shall I prime more sentries to attack and eliminate the organic, Alpha One? No, uh, no. He, he's my responsibility. Let me deal with him. Explain. He doesn't know about our alliance. I'll get close to him, kill him with my own hands. Uh, if you will authorize that, your greatness. I agree. Your offer to destroy this troublesome human pleases me. You will then return and carry out your previous instructions to shuttle more of our acolytes to Earth. Thank you. Continue to show us such dedication and we will allow you to retain your life in our post-organic universal society. Thank you, Alpha One. That's all I want. I won't let you down. I, I won't let you down. The program will succeed. The program will succeed. The program will succeed. General Mitchell, fancy meeting you here. I thought you were sitting this one out. I needed to stretch my legs, son. Any crime in that? None that I'm aware of. Did you find what you were looking for out here? I've seen enough. You? Reckon so. Don't come any closer, General. As you can see, I'm armed. Mighty suspicious, ain't you? I've found I live longer that way. Shall we drop the pretense? Don't know what you mean. I've been a little busy in the last few minutes, but I would guess that in that time you've been to pay a visit to your masters. My masters? That's right. 
I'm referring to the robotic life forms that live on this trash heap. All of a sudden, you know a lot more than you've been telling me. You're not the only one with secrets, General. The odd thing is, I think you're human. So what's your motivation in helping the enemy? Have they hypnotized you? No. They didn't need to, son. Truman, Xavier, and DuPont were replaced by robotic duplicates the last time you were here. You discovered that, but you still took them back to Earth and kept quiet about it all these years. Why is that, I wonder? When I first met them, they were like children. Innocent. Blank. I brought them home to live with me. Raised them as if they were my own kids. Why? About a month ago, they made contact with the big boss here. Calls himself Alpha One. Alpha took a full report from each of them about what they'd learned about the Earth and gave them a new program. Instructions to adjust their bodies and infiltrate the security service. Why? They worked out the pressure points to start a world war and kicked it off. You still haven't told me why you supported all of this. Got it back the winners, son. They've got a point, you know. We're a sickness. Humanity, I mean. Universe would be better off without us. You've been alone with only two robots for company for too long, General. Maybe so. Well, are you gonna shoot me? I can't. Used up all the ammunition on a robot snake back there. Then I guess there's nothing stopping me from... You're pretty tough, old fella, General. Didn't I tell ya? My friends upgraded me. Metal muscles. You underestimated me, like everybody else. Wait. Well, now you're gonna pay. Wait. Aren't you interested in what I did with the transmitter boy? Yeah, where is it? You're not a journalist, so that story you gave me about it being for sending a report back was lies. It's a target beacon. When I activated it, an interplanetary atomic missile was launched in our direction. My mission was to check the planet was clear for demolition, then start the process. That process is about to reach completion. What do you mean? It means we've got about two minutes before this side of the planet is atomized. I had hoped to get back to the ship and get clear first, but Sydney the Snake and you have delayed me somewhat. Well, how long have we got? We had two minutes when I last glanced at my chronometer. When was that? That was about two minutes ago. You're lying! We can check my watch again. No, don't move. I don't trust you. Are you a religious man, General? I guess not, but if so, you'd perhaps better say your prayers. You'll die too. Death in service was inevitable for me. Look up there. Here comes the missile. I don't believe it. Take a look. There's nothing up there. Ah! You may have metal muscles, General, but I was forged from British steel. What happened to the missile? You said we had two minutes. 
Did I say two? I meant 20. No, let's be precise. 18 minutes 47. 18 minutes 46. 45. Just enough time for me to get back to the rocket and blast off. Are you coming with me? I can't go back to Earth. Not after this. I'm staying here. To hell with getting atomized. Well, I can't leave you here either. You may have enough time to warn your masters about their pending destruction. However, shall we resolve this dilemma? Travelling silently at an incredible speed, the ugly spear shape of the interplanetary atomic missile drew ever closer to planet J7. Explain the meaning of this alarm. An atomic interplanetary missile is within seconds of striking us. Estimation that it will completely destroy this region of J7, 99%. The program has failed, your greatness. Negative. That does not compute. I'm not ready to die. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. This is an urgent message recorded for the personal and private attention of Commander Sinclair. XO6 reporting. Operation Strikeback has been a success. Planet J7 lies in ruins, and furthermore, I've identified and eliminated the enemy's human agent for you. General Gerard Mitchell, deceased. I usually end a message by saying, be seeing you, but that doesn't seem appropriate this time. This is my final communication to you, Commander. I fixed the problem, and now I'm finished with the British Security Service. Other than you, the rest of the Earth thinks I'm dead, and I plan to let it stay that way, at least for a while. XO6 out. Permanently. Now, where to? Where do we go from here? I've got the whole universe to explore. XO6 Future Spy is written, directed, and performed by James Baxter. Music is by Mr. Brown. I usually end a message by saying, be seeing you, but that doesn't seem appropriate this time. This is my final communication to you, Commander. I fixed the problem, and now I'm finished with the British Security Service. Other than you, the rest of the Earth thinks I'm dead, and I plan to let it stay that way at least for a while. XO6 out. Permanently. Enjoy your freedom, XO6. While it lasts. <laughs>